0: L'inspire, je sais que c'est une inspiration que je fais. J'expire, je sais que c'est une expiration que je fais. Breathing in, I know this is one in-breath. Breathing out, I know this is an out-breath. I enjoy breathing in. I enjoy breathing out. Je me réjouis de mon inspiration. Je me réjouis de mon expiration. J'inspire, c'est ça que je suis
1: vivante.
0: J'expire, je souris à la vie, à moi et autour de moi. Je suis vivante, je souris à la vie. Breathing in, I know I am alive. Breathing out. I smile to life in me and around me. Alive, smiling to life. J'inspire, je suis conscient de mon corps tout entier. J'ai un je souris à mon corps. Conscient du corps, sourire au corps. J'inspire, je suis conscient de mon corps avec euh, la tension de l'âme. J'expire, je relâche les tensions. Conscient du corps, relâché. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body, with uh, a lot of tension in it. (coughs) Breathing out, I release all tension from my body. Aware of body, releasing the tension in body. J'inspire, je vois tous mes ancêtres spirituels et génétiques dans chaque cellule de mon corps, toujours vivante. J'expire, je souris à tous mes ancêtres, toujours vivantes, en moi. Mes ancêtres en moi, <coughs> I'm aware of my ancestors, spiritual and blood, still alive in every cell of my body. Breathing out, I smile to all my ancestors alive in me. <coughs> aware of ancestors in me smiling to ancestors. friends. Welcome to the Lava Hamlet of Plum Village. Today is the, the last day of the year 2013. A few months ago we were invited by the Department of Neuroscience in Stanford University to speak about uh, compassion. and (coughs) compassion. And if uh, we always try to run away from suffering, we have no chance in order to to understand compassion and to generate the energy of love and compassion. But uh, most of us uh, Uh, doing just that, trying to run away from suffering. We don't know how to make good use of suffering in order to create love and compassion. It's like we don't know how to make good use of the mud in order to grow (laughs) lotus flowers. We know very well that lotus flowers cannot grow on marble we need the mud in order to make the lotus. So those of us who practice compassion, we know very well that compassion is made of uh, suffering. If you know how to um to embrace suffering, to look deeply into the nature of suffering and then understanding of suffering will arise and bring about the energy of compassion. Without suffering, no compassion is possible. And that is why the practice of Village is not trying to run away from our own suffering and the suffering of our people, our beloved one. And we need uh, to learn in order to be able to do that. Because most of us are afraid that if we go back to ourselves and encounter the suffering inside, we'll be overwhelmed by it. And that is not pleasant. But in Plum Village we know that uh, if you know how to practice uh, mindful uh, walking, mindful breathing, we can generate the energy of mindfulness. And when we go home to us, to ourselves, with that energy of mindfulness, we are no longer afraid of being overwhelmed by the energy of pain and sorrow and fear and despair in us. Especially when we live with the community who know how to generate the energy of mindfulness and then we can make good use of the collective energy of mindfulness in order to go home and take care of the suffering inside. In Mahayana Buddhism, there is a great being, a Bodhisattva with the name Avalokiteshvara. Guanyin in Chinese. The Bodhisattva Avalokita is someone who is capable of listening to his own suffering, understand his own suffering. And because of that practice, he can overcome the suffering in himself and he can begin to listen to the suffering of other people, and help them to suffer less. We call him the Bodhisattva of deep listening, the Bodhisattva of compassionate listening. And uh, today the monastics are going to chant the name of the Bodhisattva, mindfully. Every time, they chant the name three, th- three times. During the first time of chanting, they try to go home to themselves and touch the suffering inside of them. Because the monastics, like all the rest of us, they do have suffering in them. So why did they chant the name for the first time, they go home and recognize and embrace the suffering within themselves. My dear suffering, I am here for you. I am te- taking care of you. I am not trying to <coughs> end suffering. And when they sent the name for the second time, they reached out and try to touch the suffering in the people In front of them, on their left, on their right, behind them, because every one of us has suffering inside. And if they can get in touch with the suffering in the other person, they can make uh, compassion in them continue to grow. So the purpose of the chanting is not to ask for some kind of uh, grace but uh, to allow compassion to be born and to grow. And when they chant the name Avalokiteshvara for the third time, they reach out and touch the suffering a little bit everywhere in the world. War, violence suicide, social injustice, death, everywhere. In Asia, in Africa, in America, in Europe, everywhere. And the purpose is the same, to allow compassion in us to be born and to grow. So, If you chant for 20 minutes, you have 20 minutes in order to generate the energy of compassion that will heal you and help heal the people who are around you. That is called mindful chanting. You are mindful of what? You are mindful of the suffering in you. You are mindful of the suffering In the people in front of you, you are mindful of the suffering in the world. And that mindfulness of suffering allows compassion to be born. And together we can create a collective energy of compassion that can help heal all of us who who happen to be in the zone of collective energy. We don't have to stand with the monastics, we just listen. And if we know how to listen, we can participate into making that energy of uh, compassion also. The way of uh, listening, the way of practice is to allow our body and our mind to be there, in the here and the now. And that can be done by stopping the thinking. If uh, we continue to think, and then the thinking might take us away from the here and the now. And we are no longer in the zone of collective energy. That is why stopping the thinking is the best way to be there. And in order to stop the thinking, you need only to follow your in breath and out breath. Your mind fully focus on your in breath and out breath and the chanting. And that keeps you fully present in the here and the now. And at the same time, stopping the thinking. We only feel, we don't have to think. We feel that the energy, the wholesome energy of the Sangha is penetrating into our body and help release the tension in our body. And if the tension is released, the amount of pain in our body will be reduced. And we feel better, much better, after a few minutes of listening. We sit there. We follow our breathing, we allow our body to, to relax. We allow the collective energy of uh, mindfulness, peace and compassion generated by the chanting to penetrate into our body. And that is why we can release the tension in our body so easily, and we feel better after a few minutes of practice. Now if we have some pain, sorrow and fear in our heart, it's time for us to open our heart and allow the collective energy of mindfulness and peace and compassion to penetrate and to help hold the blocks of pain in us. We practice like a drop of water in the heart of a river. We allow the whole river to embrace us and to carry us, to transport our tenderness while holding the baby, allow the energy of tenderness to penetrate into the body of the baby, and that helps the baby to calm down and to suffer less. So, we behave like a baby, allowing the mother sangha to embrace us. And after a few moments, the pain, the sorrow in us, will be calm down, will come down. And we can experience a relief, right here, right now. And if we have a member of the family who is uh, sick, who is in the hospital, or at home, who cannot come here today, we can very well send this energy to him or to her at home, or in the hospital, by just thinking of that person calling his or her name silently. And then this uh, wholesome energy will be transferred to that person at home. And he or she will feel better (coughs) right this afternoon. So this is uh, a practice called uh, mindfulness of chanting, mindfulness of suffering, mindfulness of compassion. And whether we chant or we listen to the chanting, we are contributing to generate the energy of mindfulness and compassion that will help heal every one of us. So let us uh, follow our in-depth and out-breath, enjoy our sitting together in the here and the now. Stop the thinking, just feeling, just feel what is happening in the here and the now, which is the making of the energy, collective energy of mindfulness, concentration, peace, and compassion. My God, thank And stand like this for one or two minutes before it's done. We have been uh, very uh, fearful. We have been discussing about uh, home and the New Year. And we have uh, spoken of our body, physical body, as the first uh, element of our home. <coughs> If you don't know how to take care of your body, you don't have a to. home. So, learning how to breathe, how to walk, how to go home to your body and help your body to release the tension, uh, that is to build, uh, your home, the first thing to do in order to build a home. It's very uh, clear that if you don't take care of your body, you don't have a home. You have to be in your body. You have to go home to your body and um, of it and help it. And then the second element of our true home is our feelings and our emotions. And uh, if we want to have a true home, we have to learn how to take care of our feelings and emotions. Pleasant feelings, pleasant emotion. Also uh, we have to learn how to take care of, a, of the painful feelings and pa- painful emotions. And feelings and emotions are the second element of your home. We can sit down. (coughs) And then we have uh to recognize our perceptions as the third element of our whom. Because many of our anger, many of our suffering have been born on the base of wrong perception. We have many wrong perceptions on ourselves, we have wrong perceptions on other people, and on that uh, base of wrong perception we have created so much anger, fear, sorrow, <coughs> despair. So that is why take, learn to take care of your, uh, of your perception perceptions, by practicing looking deeply. And that is uh, to take care of the third element of our provenance our perceptions. We should not be too sure of our perceptions. If you are too sure of your perceptions, uh, that may be the reason, the cause of a lot of suffering. So you have to be careful, always asking, are you sure? Of your perceptions. Our five sense of Gandhuda is uh, Mr. Love. When we speak about love, we always think that uh, to love means to love someone else. And we are quite sure that we, we love us, ourselves. But that is not the case of many of us. We don't really love ourselves. We don't know how to love and take care of ourselves. Our self is made of body, feelings, emotions, perceptions, and so on. And we don't know how to to take care of them. We don't know how to love ourselves yet. So the next Buddha will teach us how to love, to take care of ourselves. And if you know how to love and take care of yourself, you will know how to love and take care of the other person. How can you take care of someone else, if you don't know how to take care of yourself. <coughs> how can you love someone else, if you don't know how to love yourself? Self-love is the foundation for the love for another person. This is, uh, the teaching is very clear. So learning to love your body, to take care of your body, to take care of your feelings and emotions, take care of your perceptions. It's very important. And when we think of the New Year, the year that will come, we always hope that uh, we will do better with the New Year. What do you mean by doing better? It may mean that I'm thinking better care of myself. And if I know how to take better care of myself, I will be able to take better care of him or of her. And maybe we can support each other in a practice. We have been discussing about the new year. The new year is not just time, it is action. We think that the year 2013 is going to go away. I'm not sure. It may stay for a long time. Because uh, the year is made not only of time, but of space and of species of action. What we have done in the year in terms of uh, thought, in terms of thinking, speaking, and acting, that is the karma, the action. And we may begin to to harvest the fruit of our action in uh, 2013, in the year 2014. And we are not sure that uh, the year 2013 will go away. It will stay with us. The fruit of our action, the retribution. Nothing is lost. Something nice, something loving and and compassionate that you have said will have the fruit in the new year. Some act of uh, compassion, loving-kindness you have done during the year 2013, uh, you will see again in, in the New Year, and that is Retribution. And uh, this year we have chosen the, the sentence, uh, New Year, New Me" in order to celebrate our, our, our New Year. In order for the year to really be new, uh, you have to be new also. If you remain the same person, how can you hope that the year will be new? No? New year, new me. If there is no me, no new me, there will be no new year. <laughs> new year, new me. I got to be new in order for the year to be, to be new. And this is uh, simple enough, everyone can understand. If I, aim, if I remain the same person, well, the year will be much, very much the same. Well, we call it uh, 14, or 15, or 16, it's very much the same. <laughs> so in order to have a new year, you've got to have a new you. And the new me is a practice. We have to learn how to renew ourselves. The way we walk, the way we sit, the way we breathe, the way we smile, the way we eat. We learn to do these things in such a way that we can create a feeling of joy, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of compassion. Why doing so? And this is the practice of mindfulness. Suppose we make a resolution for the New Year. I am determined that uh, during the year 2014, I will walk mindfully. You are in the Kingdom of God, but you don't enjoy the Kingdom of God. This flower Surely it belongs to the kingdom of God. Ask her to speak to you about the kingdom of God. And you will listen, you will hear. She is speaking about the kingdom of God. She has her own language. And if you are mindful enough, attentive enough, you will hear her explaining about the kingdom of God how to enjoy. And we without mindfulness, we don't even know that our body is a flower, is a kind of flower. It is a real flower. The human body is a wonder. And our body also belongs to the kingdom of God. But we don't know how to Take care, take care of the flower, take care of the body. So the practice of mindful uh, walking, you walk from the parking lot to your workplace. You work in such a way that every step puts you in touch with the wonders of life so that the Kingdom of God is available at every step. That is the practice of mindfulness. You need to be mindful and concentrated. And then every step can allow you to be in touch with the Kingdom of God and all the wonders that belong to the Kingdom. Otherwise, when the time comes for us to live this uh, life, if someone asks, "Have you been enjoying the kingdom of God?" no I have not had the time. I am so busy so my 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 insight, my view my what I see is that uh, the Kingdom of God... In Buddhism, we, uh, in Buddhist tradition, we, we use the, the term uh, Sangha uh, dharmakaya, the Dharma body, uh, the pure land of the Buddha. The Kingdom of God, the dharmakaya, the pure land of the Buddha, is available in the here and the now. And that is not something too difficult to see. If you are a biologist, if you learn about the human body, or the body of an animal, you see The human body is just a wonder. And you take, you can take a lot of pleasure looking into it and discover how wonderful is something like a like a, an eyes of the, the neoccotics of our brain, so, so wonderful. So the Kingdom of God is really there, available. But we are so busy, I don't have the time for the Kingdom. (coughs) The Royaume de Dieu est bien disponible. The question remains is whether you are available to the Kingdom. The kingdom is available to you. Are you available to the kingdom? So the year is your next chance. You walk in such a way that you have the kingdom with you. So later on you will not regret that I have been in the kingdom but I did not enjoy it at all. In Plum Village, uh, as you you see, every day we have the time to work together. We do a lot of things, yes, but we still have the time to work together. Life. So we have to challenge ourselves. Am I capable of walking from the parking lot to my office with mindfulness and enjoy every step? If you you are the chief, chief executive of a company, you might like to to recommend that practice to all your employees. You say, dear friends, every morning when I park my car walk and walk to the office, I walk like that. And i, I like you to do like that because I, I feel so wonderful to walk like that and with every step I can enjoy the wonders of life. I'm, while walking, I do not think, I just feel the existence of the kingdom of God, the pure land of the Buddha, and I feel very alive. And during that time I release all tensions. I don't think about business or anything, and that renew myself. That is uh, the practice of mindfulness. The practice of mindfulness and concentration help you to create feelings of joy, peace, happiness they releasing all the tension. Maybe you are the first uh, chief uh, executor of a company who encourages your <laughs> colleagues and um, employees to do so. You say, you tell them, happiness is possible. And I have been experiencing happiness, because I know the practice. I want all my friends here to do the same. And not only the time you walk, but the time you you brush your teeth. You have maybe two minutes to brush your teeth. But there is a way of brushing your teeth that makes you happy. You don't have to do it in a hurry. Mindfulness allows you to say, to know, oh, I still have enough uh, teeth to brush. <laughs> <laughs> I have hot water, cold water coming from the mountain, from deep. I have uh... so brushing your teeth is can be a pleasure. And you can brush your teeth in such a way that freedom, happiness and joy become possible. And you do not need extra time to practice mindfulness. And if you are not capable of uh, being happy in the time, during the time of um, of have uh, tooth brushing. And then when the time comes for you to enjoy a cup of tea, you will not be able to enjoy a cup of tea. Holding the cup of tea, you are thinking about your business and other things. The cup of tea is not real because you are not real. You are not real because you are not in the here and the now. You allow yourself to be pulled away by the future, by the past. So, for for someone who knows the practice of mindfulness, brushing your teeth can be joyful. That is a practice. Drinking your tea is a practice. It can bring joy, happiness. You are free. And freedom is the foundation of happiness. You are free from the future, from the past, from your anger, from your projects. Freedom. This is not political freedom. This is the freedom from worries, fear, anger, forgetfulness, and so on. Forgetfulness is the opposite of mindfulness. You do things like a machine. You are not aware of what you are doing, of what is happening. That is forgetfulness. And mindfulness means that you are aware of everything that is happening. Everything that you are doing, and you, are, you enjoy doing these things, and that is a twin. You can twin, and when we live together as a group, it's much easier for us to remind each other. If you see a brother walking with freedom and joy, you are reminded to walk like him. We are a realm of mindfulness for the other people, so we support each other. And if a family, all members of the same family, agree to practice each other, uh, and then everyone is encouraging everyone else to practice, that is the practice of happiness. So the practice of mindfulness is the practice of uh, happiness. Everything you do can create joy and happiness. And if it uh, happens that uh, a painful feeling, a painful emotion is uh, coming up, the practice of mindfulness helps us to recognize it, to embrace it, to calm it down and we suffer less. And if we continue the practice of mindfulness, we can transform the pain into something more positive. And for a practitioner of mindfulness, there is no fear about suffering, because we know how to handle suffering, how to handle to make good use of suffering, and to create happiness. The teaching of the Buddha is to help us in the art of being happy, the art of happiness, and to help us in the art of suffering. Because if we know how to suffer, we suffer much less. Using the energy of mindfulness to suffer, we suffer much less. <coughs> Suffering is part of, our, of life. It's like the mud is part of life. Without the mud, there is no lotus flower. So we have to learn how to handle suffering. The Buddha spoke about uh, the second arrow. The second arrow is a teaching that helps us uh, to suffer much less. And that is something that we can do. All of us can do. When a person is struck by an arrow, there is pain. But if uh, another arrow come and hit at the same place, the, the pain will not only be double, it can be ten times more intense. So the the secret is prevent the second arrow to come. When you have some pain in your body and in your feelings, you can you you may allow it to be magnified, intensified by uh, the feeling of anger or fear. If you allow fear, anger to come, the pain will be not only be double, but uh, become ten more times intense. So mindfulness helps us to recognize the pain as the pain, and do not exaggerate. If you allow fear and anger to come, you exaggerate. You make the pain grow ten times bigger. So to avoid the second arrow to come, that is something we can do. We can ask a friend, a co-practitioner, a doctor, to know exactly the nature of our pain. And do not exaggerate. That's the first thing the Buddha recognized in the art of suffering. that way, you don't suffer more than you have to. And then, don't be afraid of suffering. You have to see that uh, suffering has its own uh, uh, goodness. Something positive can come hard <coughs> from, from the suffering. And if we know how to practice now uh, I, smile, with uh, friendship to my body. And the fourth exercise of mindful breathing is to help the body to relieve the tension. The, th- the fourth exercise of mindful breathing is to calm down, to calm the body down. Aware of body and then calming the body. And here, the same thing is practice with the feeling, the painful feeling. Aware of the painful feeling and calm the painful feeling. Embracing your pain like a mother embracing a baby. That is a, a matter of training and practice. In the beginning, you might find it a little bit too hard to embrace your pain because you are not used to but if you have a Sangha, it means a group of people practicing together you can you can borrow you can make good use of the collective energy of mindfulness in order to, to embrace your feeling. you sit among us and you say, Brothers and sisters in the Dharma, here is my block of pain and sorrow. Please help embrace it with me. And you allow the collective energy of mindfulness of the Sangha to penetrate into your heart and hold your pain and your sorrow. And you feel better. I remember that year there was a young person coming from England. She had a very big, enormous block of pain. Still very young, about 27. And uh, nine of us was sitting in a circle, breathing, and allow her to speak out so that she will suffer less. It took many hours, but she was not able to speak out. She had been involved in a circle of drug and killing, she had killed people. In in in, uh, they have spent time in the circle of uh, drugs and um, and sex. And the uh, the bulk of suffering hers, in her was enormous. But on the third session, she was able to speak out, and that is thanks to the energy, collective energy of mindfulness and compassion of the group. It's like uh, that uh, war veteran in America. He came to a retreat, organized for war veterans. In Vietnam, he had killed five children. So when he came back to America, he continued to suffer day and night. He could not sleep. The only person who knew knew the story is his mother. But his mother did not uh, know how to help. She just said that, My son, these things do happen in war. Don't worry about it too much. Until he came to our uh, retreat. Many of us, including Vietnamese, uh, many Vietnamese who have went, gone through the war. And we sit down and breathe and create uh, the energy of mindfulness and compassion, so that they have a chance to speak out. And he could not speak out during the first two sessions. But finally, he was able to tell us the story. And then after that, uh, he gave him a consultation and showed him the way to remediate, to transform his suffering so the sangha is very important the sangha is made of people who have uh, practice who are capable of generating the energy of mind so that uh, to suffer less is just one step the second step is to make good use of suffering to create happiness. Because uh, suffering has its own goodness. It's like the mud. The mud does not smell good, not pleasant, but if you know how to make good use of the mud, and then you can create beautiful, fragrant flowers, lotus flowers. Like uh, today, we have tried to Recognize our pain and the pain in the world, embrace it and look deeply in order to help the energy of compassion to be born and to heal us. So if you know how to suffer, not only you will suffer less, but you can make good use of the suffering in order to create more positive things like understanding and compassion and understanding and compassion, we all know that these are elements of true love. And elements of true love are born from suffering. So, we can speak about the goodness of suffering. (coughs) But as uh, we look into society, we know that most of us are afraid of suffering. We are trying to run away from suffering. We use electronic devices in order to to run away from ourselves, from the present moment. We don't have the time for ourselves, we don't have the time for our families, we don't have the time for Mother Earth, who has the power to heal and to nourish us. So, the teaching is uh, to go home and to begin taking care of body, feelings, deceptions, Answer, and if you know how to do it for yourself, you help uh, your beloved one to do it, and to uh, whom we have don't have to look for for it in the future or in another country, but uh, in the right in the here and the now. Because if you know to to practice, every step can bring you to your true home, every breath also. Uh, Many decades ago we uh, uh, we had a uh, hut, a hermitage uh, in in the in the department of uh, op and um, it's uh, about half, uh, about one kilometer, one hour of drive from Paris in the direction of uh, southeast. That morning. It was uh, beautiful, a lot of sunshine. So I decided to spend the whole day in the wood, La Forêt Note. But uh, unfortunately, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the wind began to blow, and uh, I saw a dark. Uh, clouds in the sky, so I went back to the, to the hut. It's not pleasant at all when you come, come back to the hut, because uh, before uh, leave, leaving, I opened all the windows and doors, so the sun light can come in. So the, the, the wind blows all the, the paper, sheet of paper, a little bit everywhere. And the place is dark and cold. It's not pleasant at all. I remember the first thing I did is to go and close all the windows and the door. The first thing. The second thing I did is to light the lamp and begin to make a fire. And when the fire is there, uh, I, begin to, I begin to get warm and I went to collect all the sheets of paper uh, scattered all over. And then I sit down in front of the fireplace and breathe. So we do exactly like that. Every time we feel that uh, there is no peace. Uh, begin to calm your feelings. It's like uh, um, lighting the lamp and begin to make a fire in a fireplace. And then you can go and collect all the pieces of paper, scatter all of that. And after five or ten minutes, the heart becomes very pleasant. We spoke, last week we spoke about the island within ourselves. And the Buddha said, Dear friends, you have to go home and take refuge within the island, in the island within yourself. There is a safe island inside. That is your to (coughs) whom. So the practice of mindful breathing can help us uh, uh, rebuild our to whom. And we can feel uh, warm pleasant, peaceful, with the practice of mindful breathing, and so on. And you don't have to go anywhere in order to find your true home. you find your true home is uh, in every step, in every breath. There is no way home. Home is the way. So we live in such a way that our true home is available at every moment, for us, and uh, in that way the other person may far find in us his or her to-home also, because we can very well share our to-home with uh, someone else if we do have one. These uh, three kinds of energies, mindfulness, concentration, and insight, all of us can generate with the practice. And uh, we have that song that we can use for the practice. Because when we go home to ourselves, we can see the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And we can take refuge in the three jewels. Breathing in, breathing out, I know that Buddha is my mindfulness. Buddha is my mindfulness. It's very precise, very clear that the Buddha is made of mindfulness. If there is no mindfulness, there is no Buddha. And mindfulness is the kind of light that shows you that shows you the way, that shows you what happens, what is happening in the here and the now. Buddha is my mindfulness shining near and shining far. I have the Buddha in me because I have mindfulness in me. As soon as you begin mindful breathing, the Buddha is there in you and shines and you see the way. Buddha is my mindfulness. Shining near, shining far. Dharma is my breathing. And I am inhabited by the, by the Dharma, because I am practicing mindful breathing. This is a living the living Dharma. I am practicing mindful breathing, mindful walking. So there is Buddha in me, and there is the Dharma in me. Because uh, the practice of uh, mindful breathing can calm down your body, can calm down your feelings, and establish harmony within the five skandhas. Body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness. Dharma is my breathing, taking good care of body and mind as a family. Together we can uh, generate a collective energy of mindfulness, of peace. Together, we can create our true home for us and for our children. And true home is not uh, just a dream. With the practice of mindfulness, true home can be a reality in the here and the now. There are still a few hours before the coming of the next year. <laughs> so we can uh, practice working together and prepare ourselves, make ourselves new in order to 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 really have a new year. Any announcement?